You are now listening to the Who, What, How podcast hosted by Jared Wright. Let's go. Welcome to the Who, What, How podcast. Today, I'm your host, Jared Wright, and I got my man Pierce in the building, man. Pierce, how you doing, man? What's up? What's up? I'm good, bro. Hey, man. I'm super excited about this particular episode, man. Like, my brother, I met you when you was like... Bro, probably like 13. Little youngin. Yeah. Little youngin coming into the game, like super hype, super like athletic. Um, envy you a little bit when it came to like acrobatics and stuff. Like, get out of here, man. Like, I can't, I can't do none of the stuff these young cats can do, man. Um, and then you grew up, and then so so how old are you now? How long have I known you? Twenty two, bro. So almost ten years. Yeah, almost ten years. Yep. Um, so you grew up, graduated from high school, and now you on this, this, this. Escapade of yeah. joining the military, Air Force. <laughs> yes, sir. We tried to talk you out of it. We were like, "Nah, you don't need to do that." Yeah, man. everybody did. Everybody did. We like, sure. you don't need to. You don't need to do that. And then your stubbornness, you decided you still was gonna go. Yep. Um, how do you feel about the decision today? Um, well, the Air Force itself is is a fantastic opportunity, but it's the job that I ended up with that if regret is the wrong word, but if anything, that's the part that I would regret if I had regrets. Mm. The job is just, it's taxing. You know, it's its just a lot, really. The Air Force is wonderful, though. I, I want to stay in the Air Force. I just don't want to stay in the current career field. Got you, got you. So 18, you leave. I think I was, we were driving. I think we were doing like a photo shoot one day. We were working together doing a photo shoot. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things that we, uh, we were talking about was like, is this going to be the right move for you? I was like, in a way, trying to talk you out of it. Um, or like just present other ideas, right? Like, Hey, like you, you, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta do this, man. Right. Um, but at any rate, so you went ahead and you did it. So how was like basic? Basic. Well, if I went through basic, knowing what I know today, it would have been a very different experience. Um, for some people, it was, it was tough. For others, it was easy. Like it just depends on wh- what you're missing while you're in basic. You know, if, if you don't have problems um, following instructions and stuff like that, it's, it's really a simple, it's the simplest part of your career. Mm. But um, at the time, you're looking at, you know, these people that are higher ranking and they're they're so scary. You know, they're telling you what to do, yelling at you all the time, making you feel bad because you you have such a high respect for them that when they they're disappointed, it hurts, you know. Um, But nowadays, if I if I went back to basic it's just really like put your head down and, and just follow instructions. You know, don't stand out. Like it's it's really not a difficult time. I think it was hard for me because I had a girlfriend back home at the time and stuff like that. But like 
If I went single, I would have been fine. You did have a girlfriend back I home. I Yo, you always had a girlfriend or for something, bro. For the longest, like, bro. For the longest. <laughs> I did. You always kept a girl with you. I was like, yo, my man is going to be in a relationship. His entire life. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you so you went ahead. You did that. Um, basic was, was a thing. Uh, when you got through with basic, or how soon did you have to choose the job that you that you regret choosing? So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a choice. It was a list. You know, like before I went to basic, they they give you this option. You know, you have I think it's 10, 10 jobs, uh, ten career fields you can put on the list, and you rank them in order of which one you want the most. Um, I remember vividly my number one choice was structural maintenance, uh, which we call sheet metal. And it, to me, seems like an easy job. Uh, at the time, I didn't think that. I, I was like, oh, I want to be challenged and stuff like that. Now I look at sheet metal. I'm like, I got a lot of homies in sheet metal. I'm like, bro, y'all really don't be doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Compared to what I do. Right. So um, I don't know if I would have actually wanted that job looking back now, now that I know what they actually do. Um but it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a choice. It was just, you put these 10, because I signed an open mechanical contract, which means you can have, you could really get any job within the mechanical uh, subdivision of the career fields. So I put my 10 jobs, structural maintenance was first. I think the job that I got was probably like fifth or something like that. It wasn't high up on the list. Um, but during basic is when, they review your dream sheet and then they make that decision based on what the Air Force needs. So that's how I ended up with that job. It wasn't like a ch- like a choice. Got you. Got you. So let me ask you this. So when did you decide that you wanted to go to the military and was the Air Force your first choice? Uh, I think it was junior year of high school when I when I realized like here's everybody applying for colleges, you know, taking the ACT, the SAT, all that stuff. And I was just like, I don't want to do any of that, you know? Uh, And I started thinking recently that, that I just became like this where I don't do anything that I don't want to do. But now I'm realizing I've kind of always done that. You know, I was like, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So junior year, um, I had a conversation with the, the girl I was with at the time and her dad was uh, or is a retired Marine. Um, so that that's what kind of steered me in that direction. Like, oh, I actually have this as an option. So the Marines was the first choice. Because yeah. you know you know how we used to be, you know, always in the, do, in the dojong, you know, training and stuff like that, always doing something physical. Right. And so I was like, I want to be challenged physically. And so that's why the Marines was the first choice. They have the hardest and the longest basic training. Um, They get the most combat training, you know, no matter what job it is. Like in the Marines, you're a rifleman first. So you have to be prepared to go to battle no matter what your job is. You could be a desk job. You could be picking up towels at the gym. You know, you're still a rifleman first. Um, So that was my first choice. And then Army second. And then the Air Force was actually the third choice. The Navy wasn't even a consideration. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, and especially since you're talking more physical, right? Like, so the Mm -hmm. Marines being the first, Army being the second, if you're not going to the Marines. Yeah. And then, obviously, from a, I think, long-term college setup, like, yeah, I think you leave leave, uh, Air Force basic with college credits. Yes. 
Um, That's how I understand it. And from a white collar job perspective, when you leave, if you decide to leave the Air Force, you're like pretty much set up for like a white collar job. Right. Um, More so than if you were to go to like the Marines or like the Army or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Like directed towards combat. Right. Um, So you said that you regret the job that you chose or in that process do you have if you could change or if are do you ever have an opportunity to change the route of uh, what you did yeah i do um and i wouldn't necessarily say i re- regret it it's just um cuz i if you asked me like, would you go back and and change that job if you could i wouldn't um the experiences i've had you know being only 22 and and the amount of things that i've seen and done because of this job it's priceless so I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go back and change the job. I just know that I don't want to stay in the job for uh, an extended period of time. So, and after, so I signed a six-year contract. After five years, you're eligible to cross-train so you can pursue a different career path. Um, I'm not going that route because I've learned what I needed to learn about the Air Force to realize that I want to be an officer. You know, so now that's the route I'm pursuing now uh, where I just need to finish school. So I already have my associate's degree through the Community College of the Air Force. Um, That satisfies half of my bachelor's degree credits. And I've been working on it since then. So my bachelor's probably has, you know, a year or two left. And then I'll have that bachelor's degree and I'll be able to commission. So now I'm applying for ROTC so so I can finish school all in one, you know, don't have to work and do school like I've been doing. I just want to go to school full time, knock out the last couple of years and then go back in. So that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm doing right now. And that's how I'm, I'm paving the way to, to get out of this career field, you know? Got it. Got it. Okay. That's pretty dope. So I was, yeah, I was going to ask that. So you have to actually leave the Air Force to be a part of uh, Air Force ROTC? It, it depends. So there, there are two programs I'm, uh, I'm applying for right now. One allows me to stay active duty and retain my my time in service while I'm going to school. And basically I'm being paid, instead of being paid to, you know, work on fighter jets, I'm being paid to go to school. The other program requires you to quote unquote separate from the Air Force. Um, So I would, technically I would be a civilian, but it comes with a guaranteed commission at the end. So I get out, I go to ROTC, and then when I'm done with my degree, I come right back in. But the, the, you know, two or three years that I'm in school don't count towards my time in service. Got it. So like if you wanted to do 20 years and retire, you'd have to essentially stay there till you were, I guess, 40. Instead of 38. 38 right? right. Got it. Okay. So that yeah. makes sense. Um that's pretty dope, though, that they have, and I, and I guess like we always think like our our situation is unique. They've nobody's ever done this before, yeah. And then you're like, no, there's been plenty of people who've done it. And matter of fact, there's two different routes that you can take, right? Um, so if I'm going into the military today, if I am a person that just enlisted or just signed up, what would be like some tips that you would tell them going into basic, like like to make sure that they're doing? Uh, from somebody who has gone through it like four years ago. Hmm. So basic has changed a lot uh, due to COVID and everything like that. I don't know exactly how it is now, 
but from my basic experience, I would say, I would say, you know, enjoy it, you know, make friends, stuff like that. Like there are people I went to basic with that I still talk to today. The connections that I make in the military are some of the, I think the most important part of everything that I do. It's not necessarily like what I get to see or where I get to go and all that stuff. It's more about the people I meet and those connections that I build. So throughout basic, whenever you get that chance, go talk to somebody, you know, go talk to, you know, people that sleep, you're going to be sleeping in a room with about 48 other, other guys or girls, you know? So go talk to that person that sleeps next to you, get to know them, get to know as many people as you can, but also on the, the military side of things, pay attention, like pay attention to how certain people of certain rank carry themselves and, um, just take note and use that when you, when you get out, you know, there, there are certain political parts of the military that are very important to your success in the end game. Mm -hmm. And that's, it took me a while to learn how to play that game. Some people go in and they're like, Oh, somebody yells at me, you know, this is how I would, I would react. You like drop that. Hold on know? one second. We gonna, we gonna stop that for a second. We gonna, I'm gonna pause you for a second. So like, Cause that's that's good advice, but that but and the reason why that's good advice is because that doesn't just pertain to the military, right? Like, look at the people who are successful around you, individual and the nine to five, the person working retail. Look at your manager. Like, we have this uh, idea of what we think it takes to get to the top, mm-hmm. and then the reality of that might be different. Right. And there's a game that has to be played. And sometimes we identify certain obstacles that we create ourselves to be not a part of the game. Mm. Like, oh, he got that job because that person's Asian and the manager's Asian. As opposed to saying he got that job because he shaves every day. Mm. And he doesn't necessarily want to shave every day, but he understands that that's part of the game. Right. Like it's part of the rules. Like you can't, if you're playing basketball, you can't just grab the ball and run down the, and run down the court. You have to dribble. Right. Right. <laughs> and you can't be mad at the person that knows how to dribble well or who's dribbling and they're not getting called for travels. True. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like that advice is wonderful. Understand the people around you, especially your superiors and mm-hmm. how they play the game and start to see how you, you can be impacted positively by duplicating some of the things that they're doing. Right. Whether you're in the military or you're at a job or whatever the case may be, if somebody's somewhere you want to be, glean things from them. That was dope. Yeah, keep going. Keep there's, going. There's also... I mean, especially in my career field, because my career field can get pretty toxic. So something I I learned um, is that you learn a lot more from who you don't want to be than you do from who you want to be. Mm. You know, you might idolize someone and you might just pick up a few things from them because they're, they're you idolize them because they're unique. You know, they you might not be able to do what they do. But when it comes to people that, you know, make you feel bad 
you can not do what they do. That's easy. It's easy to to do what's to not do what someone's doing. It's a lot easier than it is to duplicate what someone else is doing. Yeah. So that's that's how I learned a lot of my tactic since I've been in the military is is looking at people that set a negative example and making sure I'm not like them once I get to their position because yeah. normally it's the it's the higher ranking individuals or at least higher ranking than you. You know, so at one point you're going to get to that that rank um and then you get to pick and choose whether you want to be like the person that made you feel like crap or if you want to be more like the people that made you feel amazing. Yeah. And made you feel valued, you know? So that's, that's another thing. That's the same for like, even when we were going through like martial arts, mm-hmm. right? Like you had third dons that were like, ooh, I don't like when that person's teaching. Right. Or you had some first dons that were like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that class versus the, the higher belt class. Mm-hmm. The instruction may not be as in depth, but I walk away from that class feeling a lot better. So now I just need to add the information that the third Don has, right? But present it the way that the first Don is presented. Exactly. You gotta you gotta take pieces from everything. Yeah. Whether it's negative or positive, you gotta take that and build your own persona. And that's how I that's how I ended up how I am now. You know, I, right. I got there was you, there was Aleem, there was, you know, there's all kinds of these people that, that I looked up to coming up, you know, going through middle school and high school, I could look up to you guys. And there were also people that I was surrounded by that were, you know, negative influences. So it's, it's really just taking those pieces and putting in the puzzle together and figuring out where, what you want to be, you know? So, and that, I mean, that goes in any, any environment really. So, yeah. No, that was dope. So, so that was that was. I think that was two. You got anything else as far as going through basic? Um, no. I mean, that's that's really it. Just you kind of, but basic basic is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. You realize it once you get out. That it's like, dang, I wish I could go back. It's like when you were in elementary school and you had no responsibilities. All you did, all you had to do was go to go to school. You play around a little bit, and then you go home. You go to sleep, and you do it again. Right. Versus right. now you got bills, you got car payment and all this stuff, you know, basic is like that. Enjoy it while you're there. And it, it seems so stressful, but that's all on purpose and it's all for a reason. Mm. And it's, it's something that I won't even spoil really. Like it's something that you got to find out for yourself. You know, anyone who's interested in joining and, and does that, it's, it's something that you'll piece together afterwards and you'll be like oh this is why they told us to do this that way and this is why you know it builds character yeah but really all it is is just following those instructions and attention to detail you know you just gotta you gotta make sure you're not leaving anything out and that's really that's really it basic is is the easiest part of joining um at least in the air force i don't know how it is in the marines and stuff (laughs) like that but but yeah in the air force basic is the easiest part. he's he's only speaking to the air force y'all I just want to be clear on yeah. that. He's only he he only has authority in his perspective when it comes to the air. I don't want like army people listening to this and marine. <laughs> he don't know nothing. Like shut up. We're not talking we're not talking about y'all. Exactly. If y'all want to come up in here and have a conversation, I'm open. I would love to hear from y'all, but we talking about Air Force today. So, what rank are you today? I'm a staff sergeant. So Ooh. I just I just sewed on. Yeah. I just sewed on. Hold staff on, hold sergeant. on. Wait, 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 wait. All right, wait, wait, wait. Wait, man. Yeah. 
That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. For my other branches, that's an E5. Yeah. But yeah, I just sewed on in uh in August, staff sergeant. I made it. I had to wait an entire year to sew on. Uh, I found out not this past August, but the August before that I made it. And I basically, they give you like a shadow stripe. You know, it's like half of a stripe. And they're like, you can lose this in the in the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to lose that that uh, that staff select, right? Um, so it was an entire year of keeping my nose clean and trying to keep my head down and grind, you know? But now that it's on, I feel like, it's it's freeing, you know, because um, when people meet you, they don't see you as, oh, you're a new staff sergeant. They see you as you're a staff sergeant. Yeah. So it it takes that. It also takes that time. It's a learning curve, you know, like I I'm, I am still a new staff, so I have a lot to learn. But it's all about, for me, at least the confidence, you know, owning that you have that rank and, and embodying that, you know, and thinking about all the the staff sergeants that I had coming up that influenced me positively trying to trying to be like them in a way you yeah. know while also maintaining my unique perspective so that's dope man so staff sergeant pierce man that's crazy bro that's crazy okay so um so you 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 get done with basic uh I feel like they immediately flew you out to your location. They did. Not to not to Italy. So I, I went from basic training uh, in Texas to Shepherd Air Force Base in Texas. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had my job training. So that's, uh, we call it tech school, technical training. So you go from Lackland Air Force Base. I went to Shepherd, and I was at Shepherd for, I want to say like, eight months or something like that. And then I went to Holloman Air Force Base, New Mexico for hot training. So that's uh, running aircraft and, and all that stuff. Like jets jets are actually doing the mission, but you're there learning how the mission works versus yeah. just staring at a, a static jet and looking at parts and stuff like that and learning how to service things, you know? So I went to Holloman Air Force Base, New Mexico, uh, came back home for, I think, like a week and then flew out to Italy in uh, April of 19. So. Got it. Got it. So Italy. So it, so when did you meet old girl? The ex, the ex-wife. Hey, listen, man, listen. <laughs> I don't even remember her name. When did you, when did you meet, when did you meet old girl and how did that go? Actually, no. So you, when did you break up with your, with your girlfriend? The at, high school sweetheart. Yes. Um. So we were together. She actually came to basic training, graduation and everything. Okay. Um, and then it was in tech school, I want to say probably like a month in or so, um, that we actually broke up. So the way the story goes, um, I went to basic, obviously I had, I had a girlfriend and all that stuff. So the, the one week of basic where you do get to mingle with the other gender is called beast week, basic expeditionary. I can't even remember. It's, it's expeditionary training. So it's like training for deployment. Okay. Um, and that's the week where we're living in tents and we're, we're bear crawling through sand and like doing all this crazy, eating MREs and all kinds of stuff. Um, so that's where I met, uh, my Mm ex-wife for the first time. 
Um, and I didn't really think anything of it because, you know, I got a girlfriend. I'm not really looking around like that. But I met her. She was cool. The only reason we spoke is because um, we were both the leader of our flight for that week. So we were required, the four, the four flights in that uh, group were required. Those beast monitors had to coordinate things such as how we're getting to lunch, who's going in first and, you know, where we're going from here, how to march the flights and stuff like that. We had to coordinate those things. So that's why we became cool was through that. Mm-hmm. And then um, next thing you know, the week comes for the job, like picking jobs, um, not us picking jobs, but them letting us know what they picked for us. Right. And we found out we both got the same job and we're going to the same tech school. It's like, Oh cool. Like I'll see you there. You know, um, fast forward talking to the, the high school sweetheart at this time. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, figuring out what her plan is after high school. Cause she was in her senior year at the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think I want to join the military as well. And she wants to go into the Navy and stuff like that. And in the military, obviously I'm like 18 at the time, but the military, the way it works is if you want to be stationed with your partner, especially if they're also in the military, y'all have to be married, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a discussion I had with her was like, I'm not trying to rush this stuff. I'm not trying to do it right now, but I'm thinking like a couple of years from now, what, like, what do we do? And her idea was, uh, Obviously, her parents were kind of influential on her at the time. She's living with them, and they they kind of choose what she does and doesn't do. Of course, um, but her her idea was, I don't want to be married until I'm in my late twenties, like twenty eight, okay. twenty nine, ten years from now. Right. I'm like, what? Are you for real? You know, like I, <laughs> a long distance for like because right now, me just going to basic training was a struggle. Now, me being in Texas and she's in Georgia, that's a struggle. Yeah. But you want to do this for 10 years? Yeah. I was like, nah, I can't do that. Right. So. Y'all had to have, hold on. So y'all had to have. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Why am I just getting this now? I don't um, know. So, so you were like, nah. Yeah. And that was really the only reason I broke up with her. So you hadn't done, we about to have a real con. You, you didn't do anything wrong. Wait, at all and basic. In basic? What you mean? Like with girls or whatever? Yeah. Hell no. Nah. In what? basic training? Hell no. Nah. You don't even have an opportunity for all that. All right. So, all right. Wait, 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 wait. So the first month, let's let we're going to get to the gritty. So the first month of you going to this tech school. Yeah. And she's still at home. Yeah. You didn't do nothing wrong? No. Nah. Yo, you built different. Bro, I just, I don't cheat, at, bro. At 18? Yeah. I at 18? No, 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 At 18? Yeah. Yeah. The closest I ever got to what you would call cheating or anything, and this was like a big deal in the high school relationship that I'm still like, I still kick myself for it today, was like flirting with my female friends, like texting and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. she was, she saw it and was like, like very uh, torn up about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's one, the one thing I'm like. So when dang, you say, when you say you kicking yourself for it, what you mean? I just like, why? Like, why do I, you know, like naturally I'm a flirty person. I'm a very, like I, I build myself to be very charismatic, you know, very smooth if you want to call it or whatever. But 
when I have a girlfriend, like I'm focused on her. I don't even notice like, and this is something we'll get into when we start talking about the marriage, but I don't even notice girls being interested in me and stuff like that. I'm pretty much just like the horse with the blinders. You know, I don't know what's going on with the other girls. I'm just like, this is my girl. Yeah. And I'll tell, I'll tell everybody. I'll scream it from the rooftops, you know. I'm, well, I, I, I saw. We yeah, saw, I mean, saw you was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there, but I'm not there because yeah. the, all of the sharing you were doing mm-hmm. about, you know, the things that were happening. Yeah. So so that that's one thing I'm like, dang, like, that's, that's the one thing I can regret, you know, is like flirting with female friends and stuff like that is like, because that, obviously that that made her feel some type of way. Right. Right. And it may not be full on cheating, but, you know, having your partner talking to other people in, in whatever way is something that will hurt your feelings. Right. You know what I mean? And so now being older and looking back, you know, and we had, uh, we actually had one conversation since we stopped talking. And that was like, I think it was about a year ago. Um, oh, this this is high school sweetheart. Yes. Okay. Cool. Keep yeah. Going. This is the only conversation, not even in person. Like this is the only time we've talked in all these years. Right. It was about a year ago. Long story short, um, my parents were moving back to McDonough, and they like drove by her her like the house that she was living in. I, I'm pretty sure her mom still lives there. I don't know, but they drove by the house. And so they they thought it was funny to hit me up and be like, oh, we saw Ellie today. I'm like, huh? What do you, you know, I'm like, I started sweating. I'm like, what you mean you saw started her? Sweating. Yeah, I'm like, what you mean you saw her? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and my mom was messing with me, but I didn't know that. So like I was telling some friends that were with me at the time, like we, I think we were at work and I was like, yo, like they, they like my parents talking about they like were talking to my ex or whatever. Like I haven't talked to her in like three years. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what she look like, blah, blah, blah. So I try to pull up her Instagram, forgetting that she blocked me a while ago. Yeah. Right? But keep in mind, I pull it up and it comes up, uh-huh. which means I'm unblocked. Right. And so I'm like, oh, like I don't follow her, so I can't see her pictures, but like this is her Instagram. And one of my, like, I think it was a f- one of my female friends, like grabbed my phone and thought it was funny to hit follow. I'm like, of course. Okay. Like I I didn't expect anything to come of it. Yeah. But I got a very long message after that. Um, Basically like she's married now and like, uh, you know, my name popping up is not good for her relationship and like, you know, stop, like stop trying to, you know, that type thing. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even trying to do that for real. You know? Right. Like that was not the intention. But and, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. So, so, and this is why life is, this is why life is so funny. Because three years prior, she stated that she didn't want to get married for a decade. Yeah, it's ironic. It's not even ironic. It's people have to understand, like, like, hold on. Like people get married to the idea of what they think their life is going to be mm-hmm. and then their life changes and certain people have the fluidity to move in that change and certain people get stuck in what they married three years ago right. even though their life changed. So she could have been in a position to be like, no, I told myself at 18 that I wasn't getting married to 28. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like people live in that space 
so that when they turn 28, no matter who they're with, that's the person that they marry. Mm. I didn't think about that. And the person that they should have married three years ago, five years ago, they let go right. because they, they romanticized, we're not going to do this until I get to a certain stage in life. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just ironic how the, the thing that you were asking her to do, she didn't understand. You had more perspective because you had now gone out. Right. And like experienced life and so on and so forth. Now, three years later, she's presented with the same opportunity. And by that time, guess what? You weren't an option anymore. Yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So you call, so, so, so y'all hit each other up. This is, oh my God. So you weren't an option anymore. So she couldn't even hit you Mm. because you were married. So even if she wanted to, you yeah. had already moved on. That's true. And were with somebody else. So she unblocked you to see if you were an option. That could be. Saw could you be. were married and just didn't unblock you. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. I hope not. I hope, not. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but yeah. I'm just speculating, y'all. I'm just speculating. Yeah. All right. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> So so you so you hit her so she so she responds she's like I, I you know you popping up on my thing is an yeah. issue this that and that there or it could be an issue that's not a good look. right 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 I don't want to play myself so what do you say uh, I pretty much told her what I told you like you know that's not the intention um, this is what actually happened you know and I told her the story um, and then I thought back to after training when I came home. Uh, for recruiter assistance program. Right before I went to Italy, I came home to help out my recruiter for a little bit. And I went to my high school and I was hearing stories about like how after we broke up, she was saying that like I cheated and stuff like that. And I was like, what? So when I was messaging her, I felt the need for some reason, I felt the need to let her know, like I heard this and I want to let you know, like that never happened, you know? Um, because me moving on from her to my ex-wife was pretty, was a pretty quick move on. No, right? really? It, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no. But I had to let her know that like that wasn't going on while we were together, you know? Yeah. And then that's when she brought up the, the female friends and the flirting. And I was like, dang, you know, like she's right. Um, and I felt bad about it. I still feel bad about it to this day. I'm like, I don't want to make anybody feel like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm not a cheater, bro. Cause it's like, imagine yourself in that position, mm-hmm. you know, finding that out. Maybe nowadays, me personally, it wouldn't be that big of a deal for me because I've lost a lot of my capability to, uh, the easiest way to say it is my capability to care. Okay. You know, I've lost a lot of that. Right. Um, I lost a lot of my patience with relationships and and just everything that is pretty necessary to maintain a relationship is hard for me now because of what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Right. But I still don't ever want to I'm still a I'm still a kind hearted person at the end of the day. Like I don't I don't want to make anybody who loves me or cares about me, you know, strongly feel 
betrayed. Right. You know, so um so that was a that was a hard hitter for me when she told me like that was something that messed her up for a while. I was so like, so so when your parents drove by old girl house though and they said that they saw her and you got sweaty. I was like, bruh. Like what 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 emotion? What emotion was that that you felt? Let me think. I don't I can't even explain it. It was just like an instant like butterflies. Like I saw her name and I was like, what like So what? like so like you still had feelings? No, nah, not like that. It was it was just um it was just I don't even know. It was scary almost. You know, it was like why like what is she what does she think? That's kind of like what was going through my head. Like what does she think about me? Okay. You know, um, and her seeing my parents, if that were to happen, I feel like wouldn't be easy for her either. Cause it just brings back a lot of, it's the same thing as when I got that text, it brings back a lot of that emotion from that era. It's like a chapter that was closed, but now it's just like the corner is bent. Now the bent, the page corner is dog-eared. It's like, you're going to go back to it. Cause it's still feelings. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think there's still me, so feeling, like this. active feelings or anything like so that. So let me ask you this. If your, if your ex-wife were to hit you on some... Or like if your parents would see your ex-wife somewhere, would you have would you have an emotion? No, because we still talk. Like we are still okay. cool. Right. You know? Okay. Um, right. Like so I this. just talked to her a couple of days ago. You okay. know what I mean? So gotcha. Gotcha. That, one, that one is simple. Oh, okay. So then... All right. So let's talk about... Because you... Yeah. Oh, okay. So... You started dating old girl. Yeah. Like shortly after y'all broke up. Pretty, this was yeah. at this was in tech school. Right. Right. So how long? Cause I feel I feel like I was like, I feel like you went to the military, you started posting this this new girl, and then y'all was married. It was a long time, bro. You 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 only been in the military for four years, bro. It's not a yeah, long time. But it was like <laughs> before the before the marriage, it was like a good three years. You know what? That it, it's not. It wasn't short. How when? What, how old were you when you got married? Twenty. So, so it was you, like two and a half. It was like two years, two and a half years. Yeah, bro. Something like like, that. like it was. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think of where I'm Where's at. Where's your bro. birthday? Four twenty. Four twenty. Okay. Yeah. So your birthday is four twenty. Mm-hmm. You graduate in June. Basic is nine weeks, eight weeks, seven weeks, eight, eight weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. So two months goes by. Another month goes by. You break up with your girl. Something like that. Yeah. I think we started. We started dating in October. Uh huh. And then we. Let me think. And and, and I guess like in this. Cause I think you might have been. It might have been presented like I assumed that she was your wife, but y'all may not have been married yet. Probably not. That was probably something that like I'm looking at the optics, like oh, like because you be going all like all chips on the table, all in. I'm dead. Like like when he get a new girl, or at least at least before he got jaded. We are gonna talk about his jaded. Uh. <laughs> before he got jaded in relationships. All in. I'm talking like he got, he got, he got a, he got a pair of twos. All in. <laughs> you a fool. Oh man. So, so I think I was just under the assumption. Then y'all got the dog. 
yeah. and all this other type of stuff. All right, so y'all get done with tech school. Y'all both end up going to the same place? Yeah, so that's, um, it's funny how it works, right? So things come in waves in the Air Force, I've noticed. So like, for example, if if I'm getting ready to to leave my base and move to another base, right, and I got like three other people that are doing the same thing, it's highly likely that we're all going to the same place. So this is what happened is, like I said, we joined the same day. We were in basic um, in the same like graduating class, right? We find out that we got the same job, which means we're eligible for all the same bases. Not only that, but because we graduated the same day, we left the same day and went to tech school the same day, which some somehow puts us in the same class, like the same tech training class. So we were in the same class in tech school all throughout, like together every single day. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's how when the breakup happened, that's how we ended up together. But not only does that mean that we're in the same class, but that means almost everyone in our class went to the same base, the same first base. Gotcha. The only people that didn't were we had um, two... I think we had two guard guys, like uh, Air Force, um, like basically part-time Air Force. So we had two National Guard guys that ended up um, going back home because that's what they do. They they go through the same basic training as us, yep. but they're um, they're not active duty. They're part-time, I guess. So it's hard to explain. Got it. But they go they go back home. Okay. And then we had one guy that went to I believe he went he went to either Korea or Japan. And that, he was the one, like, unicorn, you know, out of the class. Gotcha. Everyone else went to Italy. And, like, and I guess at that time, too, like, you guys are learning, growing, studying, discovering life, mm-hmm. trying to find your place. Like, I remember, like, college was that for us. Like, college was like, who am I? Who am I going to become? Who am yeah. I in this environment? Um who are going to be my people in this new environment because mm. you didn't have people that you grew up with. Now you right. got to find new friends. And it's also interesting that you said one of the things that you gave as far as a tip in regards to basic was like relationships mm. because that carries, if you're right about the pattern of kind of who you come in with, if you have the same job, you end up at the same place, those relationships may start and you may not have an idea of like, these are going to be things that are long lasting, right. but they end up being the group that you just grow with yeah. throughout life. Yeah. And then that makes sense that you said you talked to her a couple of days ago because y'all discovered and live in life parallel to each other. Yeah. I mean, and that was, that was um, a later chapter in her life though, because you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, she's four years older than me. Okay. So she had already gone to college and, and all this stuff and lived on her own, had her own dog, all her own responsibilities and all that stuff. She, before. Robbed, she robbed a cradle, bro. Hey, relax, bro. Oh relax. my gosh, man. I thought, I, yeah, man, I keep going. Yeah. She was four years old. She's four <laughs> years, years older. Than He's me, like, she's so. going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, she's already kind of figured out who she is, but now, and I think this is part of the reason why it didn't end up working out in the end is because she's watching me become me, mm. you know? She's already done it. Yeah. But now she's got to sit here and watch me mature. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm sure you know this better than most people is I'm a little ahead of my time. Not a lot, like maybe just a couple years or so, right? But that's still not at the same level as her. Also too, women just naturally mature faster. Exactly. So like- So it makes it worse. Yeah, so it's like, and I think that's part of the reason why I thought, I was like, there's no way that she's older than you, Mm -hmm. especially that much older than you with the level of- responsibility that's about to be put on your head yeah. as her partner. And like, you got to grow. Yeah, still. Like you still got to grow. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there's still, like I still got to grow and I'm Old. 14 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like there's still things that I'm learning about being a husband. There's still things that I'm learning about being a man, about being a dad, about being an employee, about being, right. you know what I mean? So like, there's a certain, but there's a certain level that women have as far as expectation of what the man needs to do, be, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they got to be patient. Sometimes it's like, we don't even start learning until we're 30. So like the fact that you are, and ladies, ladies, who if you're listening, we don't start learning until we're 30, 31, 32. So like women are like, you know, oh man, this guy, this, that, and the third, and da, 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 da. Like, we simple creatures. Indeed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we like give us a video game, a cot, and like some 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 Chick-fil-A, White Castle, whatever. Like whatever, insert your basic food and like we good. Like that's cool. all we need. Like yep. do y'all need flowers for what? Y'all need this for what? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't need that stuff. Um, but it's important to you guys and we have to learn that. But that takes time um but but keep going so you you um so y'all y'all get done y'all graduate Mm -hmm. and then y'all end up going to italy yeah okay so we uh somehow i don't even remember how this happened but so we both went home for a recruiter assistance program for like the the 10 days or whatever it was and then we ended up on so we she's coming from the West Coast, I'm coming from the East Coast, and we end up in Baltimore together on the same overseas flight. So um, but keep in mind, we're dating at the time, so maybe we coordinated, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But so we flew in together, sitting next to each other on the same flight, got off and like figured out the dorm situation and all that together. Um, so that was that was dope, having that support system and stuff. You yeah. know? Um, but yeah, and then we were together for you know a couple years and stuff before the marriage happened but it was um it was definitely after getting to Italy and realizing that like we don't have the freedom to be with each other all day every day anymore cuz we're not in training you know we're not sitting in class right next to each other anymore right. we got to go to work we got to go um handle business i got to go on temporary duties and stuff like that. I got a, I went to Vegas and that was like the first, you know, struggle, you know, being away from her and stuff like that and her being away from me. We didn't know how to manage that because we've literally been all day, every day, except when sleeping together right. for so long. Um, so that's when the struggles started, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was the first indication that, this might not work out. 
you know. So who was struggling more at the time? Was it you or was it her? Her at okay. that time. Okay. Um, because for me, we had we had very different ways of coping with things. My way was just focus on what I got to focus on. And then whenever I get back, I get back, you know. But for her, it was like she needed that attention, that reassurance that uh, that everything is okay and that we're still good. And I didn't, you know, I hadn't learned that at the time. Yeah. I was just thinking about how am I going to get through this, these couple months without her, but not how is she going to get through it. Right. You know, so that was a an awakening for me at the time was yeah. like figuring out that um, like when I got back, she had gone so long without me, without me helping her cope that she had her own way. And so when I got back, she had her own um, schedule and her own routine and incorporating me back into it was not easy. Yeah. And we almost broke up because of that. It was yeah. like, I got back and now I'm like in her way. Right. You know, she's like trying to walk around the small dorm room that we share, trying to brush her teeth or whatever. And I'm like in the way she's like, bro, can you move? Like, you know, like that type of stuff. Gotcha. So that was a, that was the first big struggle and it, it reintroduced itself a couple times as well. Did, uh, do you know what your love language is? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it's physical touch. Okay. Yeah. And do you know, and, uh, and what's her love language? Uh, quality time, I believe. Okay. We we found this out the day we broke up, actually. Got you. Yeah. Got you. That's interesting that that it took that to or, or that was being the timing that you guys found that out. Because right. for couples who are like going through things, like we also think, we all think that like how we want to be loved is the way that we should love other people. Mm -hmm. And the value system of love or affection, or uh, ways to show commitment or admiration is different for people, person to person. So, yeah. you know, for people who don't know the five love languages, go Google it. Um, it's dope that you know that now. So, like, now at 22, you could take that into any relationship and say, hey, like, physical touch is, like, a thing. For most men who are out there, physical touch and words of affirmation are usually the top two. Mm. Like, tell me I'm doing a good job. Right. Because masculinity is predicated on what we do. Mm. Femininity is predicated on who they are. And so we have to affirm who they are, which is right. what she was seeking. And you're like, I just got to do this. Yeah. So you're like, you're working, you're operating in masculine. She's operating in feminine and you're not meeting each other. Right. Right. And so when you come back, you're like, well, I don't understand what your issue is. I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. And she's like, I did everything I was supposed to do. You ain't do nothing you were supposed to do. And it's that understanding of why it's so important to understand like femininity, masculinity, and protecting it and understanding it is how it's going to play out in relationships for you going forward. Right. Um, and men, we, you know, like, you know, women are like, you know, men are like, oh man, I do everything I'm supposed to do. I support you financially. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. I check that box. I, I I check the what do I what do you do box. Even like when you meet like a man, anybody. Hey man, how you doing? My name is Jared. Okay, what's going on? Da 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 da. Hey, what do you do for a living? Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. For women, it's like it's a whole well, how does he make you feel when he said that? Even like if we're having a conversation, man, you know what? I ain't feeling that girl. 
You're like, oh, dang, all right, cool. Let's get back to the games. If a woman's like, man, I'm not feeling that, man. She's like, well, why? Right. What about him? Don't you feel? Yeah. It's a it's a whole lot more to the conversation, and like we don't lend ourselves or extend ourselves into that space sometimes in relationships. I think, and I think that's why I succeed now in dating and stuff like that yeah. is because I have that perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. And I don't know if it came from being married. No, it did. It did. It did. So there's that, you know, I, I'm, when, conversations are my strong suit. It is easy for me to have a conversation with literally anyone. And it comes from the fact that I listen. Yeah. You know, so you tell me something and I ask you questions about that thing. Like that one thing we're talking about. It's not, oh, what's your favorite color? What do you do for work? Like, it's not a bunch of random topics. It's one thing and we go deep on that. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, it took, it took a lot of self-improvement and research on my part to fine tune that and be able to, to use it effectively. Yeah. And not only dating, but you know, in the political military side of things as well is like, it's easy for me to get to know people. And when I get to know someone, they get to know me. And now them knowing me has some impact in some way in the future. Right. Almost always. Right. And that's how I see it. Maybe even if it's not true, that's how I see it. I don't like to burn bridges. I don't like to, to make people, um, or I don't like to have people dislike me. You know, and I'm and I'm not a people pleaser either. Right. I just I'm just nice. You know, like I'm just I like people. So I, I treat people with respect and hope that they treat me the same. Yeah. You know, and if not, we we don't we don't need to be around each other. That's fine as well. But I would prefer to be cordial with everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So hey, good for you, man. Um, yeah, no, a lot a lot of like so like life circumstances and the reason why I'm so confident and I could be wrong, but the reason why I'm so confident that marriage taught you that is because once again, life circumstance requires improvement in areas that if you don't do certain things, you're just not going to improve in those areas. Right. Um, and the ways that we improve in, in, in regards to circumstances is always different. Mm. Like some people gleamed like different things out of relationships, but that particular thing is like, that's going to carry you through, but you probably wouldn't have learned that. That's why most guys don't know that at 22, right. 20, 19. Because I'll even say it for me, I got married much older than you did. And that's stuff that I had to learn at 30. Mm. That now I, I tell Chelsea, like, Chelsea, you married the best version of Jared. Right. Like, the, right. Next, the next woman that gets Pierce is going to be like, dang on, you much better than any guy. In it. Uh, 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 oh, because well, you've been through things that a lot of these guys haven't been through. Yeah. You 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 got the battle scars, literally, figuratively, spiritually, <laughs> mentally, to like, and and you had a uh, you had a desire to learn from them. I think right. that's the other part. Like, how do I not how do I protect myself necessarily, but how do I protect the other person that I love? Because I feel like you have that in your character. Like you're like, oh man, I felt like I felt bad about this. I I wanted to make sure that I don't want to make you know anybody feel bad that loves me. Like you have this protector, I protect the people that I love mentality. Mm. So as opposed to like saying, I'm going to protect myself from feeling that way. Like how do I learn to prevent this from happening so that another person doesn't feel this way? Yeah. I was so. actually just talking to, I was talking to my boy about that um, last night saying that I learn from every run-in I have with um, like, for example, in dating, right? 
I learned a lot from the marriage. I learned a lot from the girls that I talked to post-marriage and the girls that I talk to now. But now if I go on a date, guarantee I'm going to, I'm going to add something to the arsenal of things that I've learned about women. Right. Or my, like my list of things that I like and dislike or want and don't want in a possible future relationship. I have no, um, I have no plans to get in a relationship anytime soon because it's just like a trial and failure thing for me recently. Um, but I know that if I did, I would, I would know once I meet that girl that's worth the relationship, I would know because it's like, I've met so many girls that have said or done things that I loved. And I've met so many girls that like, I'm just around them. I'm like, you are, you're annoying me. Like you're just irritating me at this point, you know? So it's, it's, um, and that, that's what I didn't realize when I got into the, the marriage relationship was that she always told me, um, you've only really like been with one girl. There's no experience there. Like you don't know what you, what you want. Like, how do you know that you want me type Mm -hmm. thing? And I was like, either way, like I'm with you. So I'm not like, I don't care about these other women. That's And and that's the lie. Like, like our generation, I'm actually, I, I think our generation and like, lower so like your generation gen gen y gen z mm-hmm. i'm a millennial i guess um <laughs> we have like this fomo mentality like oh how do you know that you're the best that like, i'm the one for you how do you know that when there's all these women in the world and you know all these instagram right women and da 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 like like i don't live in a space that i'm comparing that way Right. But a lot of the world is. And so that's the lie that a lot of people believe that everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how how do you know that I know the same way people knew back in the 1800s? Like, you're that you're my person. Because l- even your parents mm-hmm. been together for a long time. Very long. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have, they didn't have to, be, like, the, the, open world relationship things that we have going on right now. Right. But so because of that, if you chose a person, like that was your person, like we're going to stick to it through thick or thin. And when you don't have a model of what that looks like in your life at home, and I don't know what her situation is. um, I didn't. And so a lot of that was like waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, when is she going to tell me that she found a better man? Or when is, Mm. when am I going to know that, oh man, I made a mistake and this isn't the one for me. Right. Right. Um, but I, I believe that that's the lie that the world tries to tell us for us to stay on the look out mm. for stuff. Like yeah. keep on looking. FOMO, you're going to miss out. Right. On, the, on, on your one, once again, because yeah. it's not done or presented in a way that you want it to be presented or desired to be presented. And now something else or something changes and you're like, daggone. A lot of people mess up a good thing because they think something else is coming. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. A lot of people mess up great things that they have in their lives and regret that for the rest of their life because they think for whatever reason that something else is coming. And we got to get out of that mentality. Yeah. 
We got to get out of it. If you have a good thing, water it, appreciate it, grow it, put it in soil, grow with it. Allow that person to water you. Allow that person to appreciate you because this world crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and you don't know, like everybody's a used car. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Like, oh man, it looks great, man. It's presented. It's my sexy red that I like and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. When I start the car up, yeah. What's going on with that? You, you ain't telling me you had engine problems. <laughs> we don't have Carfax on people. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, everybody has an issue. It's just, what is it, you know? And can you handle it? Exactly. Because the person that you think doesn't have the issue, they got an issue. Yeah. It just might be a different one. Can you handle that one? <laughs> I know I can handle the one I have. This one's presented differently. Can I handle that issue? Mm. I don't know that. I got to be in it to understand what the issue is. And usually it takes marriage for you to find out. Yeah. But I, I would almost say that my experiences have pushed me towards the other side as well. So not, not where I have a fear of missing out, but and not that I think something is coming in the future. It's just that I know I have other options. And that is that has been one of the most healthiest things for me. Okay. Like the most healthy things for me. So back in the day, you remember I was always in relationships. Right. Right. Girl would give me some uh some attention and I thought she was cute. I'm like, all right, she's mine. You know, and I just that's it. Right. Whereas nowadays, it's like you give me attention, we could talk, but then there's always, you know billions of other people in the world right. that I could speak to. So it, it's, that gives me the mindset where it's like, I can't be walked on. I can't be- Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, you cannot walk all over me because as soon as you, you start displaying something, because I'll set my boundaries up right from the jump, right? But as soon as you cross that, I'll let you know. Like, Can we talk about bound, bro? <laughs> bro. Can we talk about boundaries? Bro, they're they're so simple in my opinion. Like now, now though. Right. You know, like I'm gonna tell you, right, let's say, let's say right here, all right. Um, I don't like I don't like girls who write with their left hand or something, right? And so when I meet you, you faking it, you're writing with your right hand, and then you start writing with your left hand once we get comfortable. And I'm like, I told you I didn't like that. You know what I mean? And then now it's like, it's why, like the thing I don't understand is why people get confused when they cross that boundary and then you tell them like, bro, I will up and leave right now. You know, like they think that you're stuck for some reason. And that's, and that's the, the mindset that I don't like on the opposite end of the uh, fear of missing out is people, men, men, mostly, mostly men they get stuck in a relationship because they think that person is the only person that will give them any attention or that person is the only person that sees them in that way. And that's how I used to feel, right? Whereas now it's like, I might meet a girl who, who thinks I'm the sexiest man alive, but I'm not gonna just settle down just because of that. There's, a, there's a, almost like a recruiting process or like an interview process that you have to, you have to go through if this is going to become anything serious and that's something I'm, I respect myself for now is because a lot of guys can't do that. A lot of guys chase the girl 
and they're like, oh, I have to prove myself to this, to this woman so that she'll take me. What about her and you, my boy? Like, what about making her prove herself to you? What does she have to offer you to build you, to grow you? Mm-hmm. And that's my mindset now is like, I'll give you the boundaries. And that's why my last relationship didn't work out because it's like, I'll give you the boundaries. You cross the boundaries. I might give you, I might give you one more chance. And in this, in this instance, I gave her three, right? And you, if you just continue to let that happen, you give the boundaries and they get crossed and you just let it happen. That's going to happen for the rest of your life. For sure. If you stay with that girl, guarantee you let some, you let some stuff slide or even for, for girls with their guys, like you let some stuff slide one or two times. Now they know like, Oh, she don't really mean it. He don't really mean it. You know, like he's not going to do anything. He's not leaving. Right. I left. He ain't about that life. Yeah. You're not, I, you're not about that life. Bro. I left. You're bro. not about that life. Bro. You're not about that life. I left, bro. So, and that's that you, you, you hit a good point. I didn't think this conversation was going to go anywhere that it's going today, by the <laughs> way, y'all. Um, so, yeah, like you have to set boundaries. You got to check people when boundaries get crossed. And you have to be serious about it. Not hey, just check them, but you have to stand on what you said you would do. Right, right. Like, like account- accountability. Like that's really what it boils down to, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a boundary, whether it's a expectation. If we have a conversation and we 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 come to a uh, an agreement, and something happens where that's not met, I'm gonna have a conversation with you, right? Like it's accountability, yeah. Like for for the things that you're doing or not doing, and I think that we have lost accountability overall in the generation that we live in. Like, period. Yeah. But you know why? Because I can just block you. I don't need That's to. True. I don't need to have accountability. I don't need to have an exit conversation with you. I don't need to break up with you. I'll just yeah. block you and ghost you. Ghost, yeah. Right? Like, that's a relatively new term mm-hmm. because everything wasn't on social like you couldn't block the girl that lived next door or across the street. Right. You're going to see them. You're, <laughs> You're going to bump see them into them. Right. So now you got to tell them. You got to have a conversation. Yeah. You had to grow balls and you had to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Where like now it's like, oh, no, I just don't, don't want to deal with her no more. So I'm going to just block her on social. I'm going to just block her on everything. Yeah. And just keep it moving and act like she never existed. existed. Yeah. Right. So like we do live in a time where people withdraw and then they don't have any vulnerability. They also don't have any authority. Right. And they have no accountability for their actions. Yeah. And then when you see something like, oh, that dude was messing with Mike Tyson on the plane and Mike Tyson punched him in the mouth. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe Mike punched him. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he's Mike Tyson, first exactly. of all. Like, do you know who this man is? Yes. Why are you, why are you messing with this like, man? That's, that's crazy. Do you know who Pierce, do you know who Staff Sergeant Pierce Davis is? Why are you crossing his boundaries? Him. Mm. Pronouns. You know what I'm saying? He gave you three (laughs) strikes, girl. He gave you three. So, yeah, like the the accountability part is a struggle for all people, I think, at this point. Right. Until you get to a place where you understand that if you don't start holding people accountable, they're going to destroy you. And another thing, too, is that when you try to have that accountability talk, a lot of people don't want to hear it. 
It's uncomfortable. Exactly. So it's like you, there. People are so used to dealing with people that won't call them out on their BS. I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I feel some type of way, I'm not scared to bring it up. And that goes for anybody. It goes for my boys. You know, my partners. Like like anybody that I'm that I'm around. It, yeah. it goes for them. You Parents. Know? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. My parents as well. Like, um, my, my parents never liked the ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. And that was one thing, like, I had to talk to them about, like, especially my mom. My mom's a hard a hard one to crack. And that's why, like, there are a couple girls in my life now that I could possibly see a future with. And those are the ones my mom loves. It's It's crazy because, like, some of them, like, go way back as far as, like, when we first met. You know what I'm saying, and I've been interested in them for that that long. Are they are they West Indian? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. No, what? West Indian. Are you Jamaican or? No, 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 no. Okay. So I was like, um, but some of them like we have that type of history, and they like just recently met my parents, okay. and my mom liked them, and I was like, what? Like you know what I'm saying? Like where was this? So oh oh, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Let's talk about that for a second. What? How important the family is in marriage. So coming from someone who had a wife that didn't get along with his parents. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it was influential in whether we stayed together or not. Like that was not one of the considering the considerations that we had when we, when we broke up. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, obviously for me, it sucked. It was awkward you know, as at some points. Um, but it, it didn't my, at least with my parents, my parents specifically. Yeah. Uh, my parents specifically, they are very supportive, yeah. you know, when it comes to, even if they don't like somebody you chose, you choose who you're with. They're right. not the ones that are with her. Right. You know, I am. And so they were very supportive in that aspect. Whereas like, if you want to stay with her, then we will figure out how to, you know, play nice. Yeah. So I, you know, I had, a, I, in my first marriage mm-hmm. and, and my family, my side of the family, everybody loves my ex-wife. Okay. Okay. Like she's cool people. Like they, everybody still talks to her like separate from me. Yeah. Even. Right. But there were some things on the other end that were like cause for concern or some issues. Mm. And I don't think that that was the thing that broke us up, but there was always, this continual acknowledgement of I know we're just doing this to play house. Yeah. And I didn't realize or recognize the difference until I got into a marriage where the family is like, you better call me. You better call me mom. Like Mm -hmm. I ain't your mother-in-law. I'm your mother in love. Yeah. Like being presented like, oh, this is my son. And like the lady's looking at her like, that's not your son. Right. She's like, no, this is my son. That's not your son. Sure. She might be losing it. <laughs> right? Like, that's not your son. Yeah. No, that's my son. Right? It's a drastically different perspective on everything, but there's also a different level of like expectation. Yeah. So like, Jerry, you better be stopping over here for Christmas. Mm. You're right. Like, like not, not my wife. You. <laughs> you better be coming you. over here, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to get you a gift because we feel like we're supposed to get you a gift. Now, we're going to get you 
a gift. Like you are child. Yeah. See, that's dope. It's different, bro. That's dope. So when you have that support, when you have the, oh, I could, you could be on the phone with my parents for an hour and a half. And I'm not even there. And I'm not there? Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So speaking to you from somebody for the experience, that impacts your marriage so much. Yeah. So, so much. When it's both ways. So right. it, can, it, it, it can happen one way and not the other way. It cannot happen at all. But when it's happening both ways, like, oh, yeah, my, like, like Chelsea could just go spend time with my aunt or go spend time in my uncle's house. And mm-hmm. I didn't got to be there. And I could go spend an hour with her dad on Thursday that happened or like three hours, me, me and him just up there at the uh, listening lounge. Yeah. Like just kicking it. No, no Chelsea there. Like we just relaxing, chick, you know, I'm sharing songs with him. He's sharing tips with me about, you know, how to sell things and so on and so forth. And like, all right, son, I'm getting ready to leave. I'll see you later. Hug. Yeah. Peace out. That's good stuff. You know what I mean? Wholesome, wholesome. Yeah, like because... Because you're indoctrinating her and y'all are becoming one. Like right. I, I feel like that, and that's the hard part about marriage. Like that's the part that, like everyone's like, oh yeah, marriage is hard, but why is it hard? Because I have this thing over here and I have this thing over here and I got to force them to become one. Mm-hmm. And there's things around that thing that may not want that thing to be one with this person that's and true. vice versa. And so that friction, it's not necessarily pulling y'all apart, but it's implanted somewhere in the in the in the synchronization of it all. Yeah. It's like a magnet, you know? Yeah. The the different poles and you can still put them together, but it's harder. Yeah. You know? Right. So it's like Yeah. It's it's so weird the way the way life is too, though, because like I said, like my, my parents never really liked her or whatever. But after it was after we broke up, and like I said, we we remained cool and stuff. Yeah, I went and met her family, mm-hmm. and they fell in love with me. So you hadn't met her until y'all broke up. Uh, yeah, and so because we were overseas, and right. then COVID happened. Right, right. So um, our families probably would have came, you know, to visit if they could have, if COVID hadn't happened. But um, that's actually what stopped my parents from meeting her was the vid. And uh, they still haven't met her to this day. But I came home once and I flew out to go spend some time with her family and get to know them because I met her mom and her mom loved me. Her her brother loved me. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me meet her her dad's side of the family. And I did that and they were fantastic. Okay, They were great. Yeah. I, still, I still talk to them, some of them too. So it's like, that's, it's crazy how like that little, that amount of support is something that could be a saving factor. For sure. Yeah. So like it could have helped us it, it, to no, stay no, closer. No, it could have. It would have because mm-hmm. she would have had conversations. So let's say for instance, uh, you and her beef and y'all are going through like regular marriage things. Mm-hmm. She calls her mom and her mom is like, da, 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 da. But you know Pierce is a good man. You need to stay with him. Right. You got to forgive him. Da, 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 da. You know, that, and now she that can speak to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to, I know he wasn't good for you. Right, because she don't know you. Or she doesn't or she like, you. like you. Yeah. Right? I know he was. I told you he wasn't good for you. Mm. I told you this. I told you that. Da, 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 da. He, and then here, and then now she's coming back into a, 
the relationship with a conversation that puts something against you that you don't even know you're battling. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's heat. That's heat. That's dope. That's why it's, that's that's why it's like so impactful to like and that's why it's like I'm not trying to get like super biblical, but it's like merging of one. Right. Like it's like y'all are everything that's a part of her and everything that's a part of you was like getting pushed together. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Family, flaws, trauma, all of that stuff yep. is getting pushed together. And like for the first couple of years, y'all are like, oh, I didn't know that was a trauma thing for you. I'm sorry. Right. Like you're figuring it why out. Why are you still. why are you responding that way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. Like it's like a minefield and you're trying to explore and she's trying to explore you and there's a minefield on your side. Yep. And like any any small thing is like it could be an explosion. And they're just like, Oh, I never saw this out of you. Right. Yeah. So all right, so y'all are in Italy. Did the Italy like impact anything? Like y'all got, you know, y'all got the the beautiful backdrops everywhere y'all go, and like it's like romantic and all that type of stuff. So, that, do you think that that played anything into like how things went? I think the the opportunities we have in Italy helped because I remember vividly there was one point where we were like centimeters away from a breakup, but we had a trip to Greece planned. And we uh we ended up going and that kind of saved us for like another few months or whatever. You know, like we had like we said, like I said, we had our ups and downs. Yeah. And that trip started the the come up, you know, after the Vegas and all that stuff. It started to bring us back together. So the ability to travel and to go on like getaways uh frequently helps. Gotcha. Um because obviously if I'm over here and I want to go on a getaway, like where am I going to go? Like North Carolina, Florida. You know don't, what I'm saying? Don't, but don't, don't, don't disrespect but like don't over dis- Don't disrespect America. Like versus <laughs> over there, right? Like, and, and that's the thing is like over there. So the, the area where I am, if I wanted to get away for the weekend, I could drive the same amount of time it takes to drive from Georgia to South Carolina or something it would take me to drive from Italy to Croatia, Italy to Slovenia, Italy to Austria, like, or my area in Italy to Rome or Verona or, you know, yeah, like that it's, there are these areas where I feel like I'm in a completely different place because, or, or I am literally in a different country right. where I'm like, okay, I can relax. That is very good for, it is it's good for the the marriage or the relationship, and it's also good now for my mental my mental space, my mental health. Gotcha. It's like if I need to get away, I don't have to fly home. I flew home flew home this time because I'm missing everybody. I wanted to come home for the holidays. Yeah, but if I just need to get away, just go to a different country. Cool, you know. Cool. So cool. Um, I feel like I got a million more questions, but I think <laughs> I think that's a good spot to end. Um, so who who is Pierce Davis? Man, I tell everybody he's him, but I don't know. Like it's you you know more than most people how I've changed over the years. Like I've always been like con- like confident firecracker, you know, like super energetic, upbeat, and all that stuff. That's never really changed, but 
the level of confidence and how it's applied has grown immensely. You know, like I genuinely feel like I can do whatever I want. Like I used to be, I was that kid in high school that was shooting shots at the like most popular girls and getting shot down every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now I don't care about your status. Like I do, I go for what I want. And it's like, it's rare that I get shot down. And if I do, it's it's not painful. Like it's literally just like, all right, the way I see it and something that I've learned over the past like year and a half, two years is fellas, like when you go and you try to talk to a woman or something like that and she she tells you, like you're like, oh, like can I have your number? And she's like, no, right? That rejection is not a rejection of you. It's a rejection of her perception of you. She don't really know who you are. So don't take it to heart. You know, you taking it to heart like, oh man, like what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. Nah, bro, like she don't know you for real. You might be, you might've been the gold mine that she's been looking for forever, but she rejected you based off of what physical, like your looks and whatever you said to her when you walked up or how you said it or how your voice sounded or maybe like, I don't know, she didn't like your cologne or something. You know, like it's not, it's really not that deep. So don't take it that seriously. Mm. And that's just an example of how my confidence has grown. Cause now I like, I can literally speak to anyone. I can persuade people in ways that I never thought I would be able to, you know, or it's just like, I feel influential and that's, that's something I'm proud of. Like, I feel like I have influence. So I guess that's me is like confident and, and just proud, like proud to be who I am. Okay. Unapologetically, you know, got it. Got it. What, uh, what do you want to be known for? That's a good question. Um, I feel like it's changed as well. I used to want to be like the nicest guy, you know, the, um, the one that nobody could hate, right? But I'll tell you what I told my dad about a week ago. We, we sat down and we had a drink after I got here. And basically I told him that I want to be the most tactical person in the room. And that's not on some like military stuff. By tactical, I mean, I want to be... I want to be able to turn any situation into what benefits me. So let's say like I'm in a room full of people and one person publicly disrespects me. How do I handle it? Do I blow up on them in front of everybody? Do I walk away and act like nothing happened and now everybody's like, oh, dang, he just took that? Or do I say something that is so sharp, it's like a dagger to the throat? You know, and it just like, I didn't say anything disrespectful, but I just said something that made you like, dang, I probably shouldn't have said that because now I look dumb, you know? So I, I want to be known for that. I want to be tactical, but I also want to be kind and loving, you know? I want to leave a warm impression on everybody. Like, that's why you always see me when I meet new people I'm public, like I'll smile at him. I'll like, I'm talking to him and it's just like, 
I want to leave everyone's day better than it was when they first walked up to me or when I first walked up to them. So that's, that's the legacy I hope to leave. Cool. And I guess my last question is, how are you going to impact the world before you go? Man, I guess the way I see it, time will tell. But um, I think so far, I impact, like I wouldn't say I impact the world, but I impact the people around me. And hopefully that is carried forward, you know? So like I met guys that are going through what I went through with the divorce, like almost the same situation, stuff like that. And my first thing is to like share with them what I went through so that they can have it. Cause it's not going to be the same. Right. But at least you have an idea of what's to come. Right. So there's that. And then offer that, you know, if you, if you want to ask questions and you want advice, some people don't like advice. Right. But some people will come to me and be like, all right, like, what would you do? Or what did you do when this happened? And I love, I love being able to give my experiences to someone. Cause like everything I've gone through, I learn from that way, you know, you know, I have a little brother, right? When he might, he might go through that later on in his life, or right now he's a sophomore in high school. He might be going through what I went through in high school. I'm going to continue to teach him what I know now so that he doesn't have to go through what I went through at that point. It's just like I said with basic. If I went through basic training, knowing what I know now, it would have been a completely different experience. Yeah. So I want to give my little brother, like, like if I went through high school right now, the way I dress, the way I talk, the way I carry myself, it would have been a very different situation. And so I want, I want him to be able to adopt that without having to learn the hard way because I teach myself things the hard way. My parents told me not to enlist. They told me to commission. I enlisted. Now I'm trying to commission. You know, my parents told me not to get married. What I do, got married, learned the hard way. Yeah. But everything that I have done that might not, or that, that might give my parents that I told you so moment has taught me valuable information to carry forward from here on out and has shaped me into the person I am now. Like if I never enlisted, I wouldn't be this Pierce Davis. Right. If I never got married, I wouldn't be this Pierce Davis. You know, so that, that to me is more valuable than going the easy route and then not having to go through what I go, what I went through. Yeah. I love that. I went through what I went through, Yeah. you know? So hopefully that, that experience and that, um, my willingness to share that with anyone will lead to a, a positive influ- like impact, you know, just carried down throughout the, the time. I love it, man. I love it. Um, last thing, man, just real quick. I need a song recommendation from you. Oh, man. Song recommendation. I'm trying to think of what, like, what I listen to. I've been listening to a lot of R&B lately, but you, you already, you listen way better than me. Nah, nah, don't worry, don't worry. Listen, what you, what you got? Um, I mean, lately, 
I've been listening to Can We Talk a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and then, you know, I always listen to J. Cole. So I like London. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's it. London it is. All right. Do that. London. Do that. Bia, Bia. The Bia version. Yeah, I Bia, love that. Bia I love featuring, that song. Uh, featuring J. Cole. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, that was one of my most listened to this year. Really? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you got you got good taste. Um, thank you, man. This was fun. Yeah. This was fun, absolutely. man. I absolutely. enjoyed this. Thank you for coming. Uh, safe travels back to Italy. For sure. Uh, thank you for your service, man. Let's give one more round of applause for my man. Um, I'm glad we made this happen. For sure. I'm glad we made this happen. Um, this was the Who, What, How podcast. You got to meet Pierce Davis today. Staff Sergeant Pierce Davis for the United <laughs> States Air Force. And I hope you enjoy what you got from him. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Wright. God bless you. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Who, What, How podcast. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. And we'll see you next time. Peace. And one love.